you're looking for some straight up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. Today's episode, we're looking at the pros and cons of having in-house, freelance or marketing agency help you do all your marketing fun. So depending on what stage of your business at is at, someone somewhere is going to have to do your marketing for you. It's like you might not strategically be thinking about your marketing, but someone's doing it and someone has to do it. Yeah. So then comes the fun question, whose job is it? If you're a sole trader, then... It's probably you. <laughs> it's you doing it. Yeah. You may not want to do it. Yeah. So in which case, you're going to have to make a decision of who's going to help. Yeah. So basically the three options that we're going to look at, like Lenny said, it's in-house, which means that you actually have someone employed as a marketing person and they are one of your employees in the yes. business. There's agency. So that's like what we do where you engage with a team of people who have all different skills and stuff. And then there's freelance. So that's when you engage a single like contractor I yeah. guess is a way of putting it um and that freelancer is generally just sort of them they might have one or two other people helping them out sometimes um but yeah that's the three different sort of styles of marketing that we're going to look at today we're going to look at the pros and cons as unbiased as we can because jade's actually done all three of these yes. positions in her career have you not all done all three as well uh well i've have been in-house you're in an agency now. Yeah, I guess I have kind of freelanced a bit, but not in the same capacity as you have. Yeah, so I yeah, guess I kind of, like as a livelihood. Livelihood? Yes, livelihood. Yes. I was say, is that livelihood or livelihood? <laughs> it's livelihood. I did that two years. Yes, 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 true. So we have a little bit of perspective on all three. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the pros and cons of in-house. So pros? So pros of having someone in-house is obviously first up is that they're actually on the ground. Yeah. They're in the business. They're part of the business. And so they're going to know the business you know in a different way than what anyone else is going to because they're actually part of the team and they see things happening they see things happening and stuff and you know they can work alongside you really closely as well Um, and they can also learn and grow with the business too so it's you know um, modern business oh god that makes me sound really old when I say that (laughs) I think that business used to be a lot more static whereas now I think a lot more businesses are dynamic yeah so it's very fluid so you're kind of evolving and changing and adapting and being really flexible and stuff like that and so you know what your business looks like at the start of this year compared to the end of this year will have changed most likely and so if you've got someone in-house they're a part of those changes on the back end um, you know, when you work with someone else, you need to be reporting those changes to them sort of thing, um, you're communicating it to them, sorry. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, if they're in-house, they're a part of that as well. So they're a lot more across things. And, you know, as they become better at marketing your business and their skill sets grow, you know, they become more of an asset for you as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, also that, you know, the more that they get to know the business, etc., they don't necessarily need you as much yeah. to help them do things. So it can be instead of you saying, hey, here's the things I want to get done or whatever, it can be them going, hey, here's the things I've just done. Yeah. Sort of thing. So it just, you know, over time they can, again, just become more of an asset to you because they can enact those things without always necessarily needing you as much. Um, you're also the one and only priority. Yeah. So when you're in in-house marketing, like when we were both in corp comms at council, 
we were, I mean, counts probably a bad example because there's a lot of different organizations, but like I did in-house marketing for a bank. Yeah. And, you know, so all I needed to know was the one set of values and, and brand tone and, you know, so all of the marketing I did yeah. was around that one brand. Yeah. And so I could, you know, I specialized in it. You like lived you, and breathed it. Exactly. It was just the one brand I had to get to know. So hopefully that would meant, uh, you know, I could do it quite well because it's just the one. Yeah. Um, and then lastly here, I keep looking down at my cheat sheet so I don't want to forget anything. Um, it's also that, you know, if you've got someone who's in-house marketing, then presumably, hopefully they're organized and you've actually then got all of your assets, all of your marketing assets organized and on file and you own everything. Yeah. It's all catalogued, et cetera. So heaven that, forbid they left tomorrow or something happened. It's all on your server. You've got it all there. Yeah. Basically, there shouldn't be a need to go and have find things or, you know, we've had a client who has um, just come across to us and they have bought the business and they are trying to, they're struggling to get stuff from the previous owners and everything. And it's just having, I know it's not the same situation, but I just mean like, yeah, them not being able to access all of the design files for yeah, their stuff. That's like, hard. I feel for the man. Like it's. Yeah, it's, it's really challenging. So having an in-house person, it should be their responsibility to make sure all of that shit is organized. Yeah. A con to having in-house marketing is if they're the only marketing person in your business, they could feel really overwhelmed. Like there's a lot to do. So when we're talking in-house marketing, we're not talking about admin that is doing your socials for you. They're obviously doing a lot there as well. But like at an agency, you have a whole team of people because we have a broad range of skill set that we can cover everything. You can get these unicorns that have that all in one and that is brilliant, um, but it is overwhelming and it's a lot. Mm. And there's a thing too, it's sort of like, you know, they can only get so much done as one person. Yeah. So say you were going to be doing, you know, like a big campaign or a launch event or something, they're putting all their time and effort into there. They might not be able to be creating as good as quality content for website and socials and stuff and as they that normally do yeah. because they're trying to manage this massive campaign and stuff that they're doing as well. So yeah, overwhelm can be a really big thing if it's just the one person. Yeah. Um, moving on to agency. What are some pros that we have for agency? So we love agency. <laughs> kind of say too, and there's another con for, I know from me for being an in-house marketing yep. person is that when it is just you, sometimes businesses can treat you like, you know, you're just going to take care of all of this and I don't have to do anything. So they can feel really unsupported yeah. as well. And marketing, you know, marketing is not an exact science. It's not like mass where you're like, okay, if I do this social media post and I update this on the website, then that will equal this amount of clients. Yes. Like it doesn't work like that. So you don't know if what you're doing is the right idea or the right track or the right approach, the right channel, etc. So when you're an in-house marketer, sometimes they don't have other people to bounce ideas off of. I had a boss that was a little bit preemptive and um, concerned about some of how social media worked at the time. And so it was a bit untrusting on things. And I said, look, we've got this idea. We're going to do this. And they're like, but what if it doesn't work? What if it goes bad? I'm like, well, I'll just delete it and it'll go away. Like we'll take it down. It's like, but, but what if it goes bad? But what if it goes good? Mm, mm. And this is how we learn. Yeah. So like, like, especially if you're the only marketing person with non-marketing people, yeah. it's either that they generally don't understand what you're doing or how it works or there can be fear involved yeah. um, or they just have no interest. Yeah. So they and don't they want to help deal you. with it. They're just like, yeah, just whatever you think is what will happen. And then there's a lot of responsibility that can happen, especially like I've seen this happen in like young graduates 
who come straight out yeah. of um, uni. They go into a marketing position where they're the like they're a marketing assistant, yeah. but they don't have a manager. They don't have a mentor. They don't have anyone to guide them, and they've come out green. Yeah. And they just, you know, they almost get chewed up and spat out, man, because they just don't have any guidance and stuff to help them through. So I feel like that was more poor cons for the marketing staff than it was for the business there. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, that's a really good point. Yeah. All right. Okay. Agency pros. Happy. Cool. So agencies can also, like, depending on the relationship that you have with them, but, for example, we have a lot of long-term clients and we have, like, select retainer clients, et cetera, as well. We like to find a good fit and stay with you. And that that's it. We're really about the longer-term stuff. Like, shorter-term stuff is not very interesting to me. I prefer to be with someone long-term because... You know, you can you grow with them in the same way of having in-house marketing. If you've got an agency that you're actually partnered with, not just someone who go to for dribs and drabs, but yeah. if it's an actual partner, then they can grow with you as well. And that way they can be, you know, uh, proactive. Um, they can be spotting opportunities and potential challenges and stuff. So it doesn't always have to be on your shoulders. Yeah. They can take that marketing burden off of you. Um, which I know that, you know, for our clients, I like being able to do that. I want to make their lives easier. I know that running a business can be really <laughs> challenging. And so if I'm like, I love doing marketing, if they don't, cool. I, I'm happy to do that for you because I can take that responsibility off you and I know I can do it well. So, like, that's something that I think, yeah, if you partner with an agency, then you can get that sort of growing with your business as well. Um It also costs less than an in-house person generally, like, depending on what you're um, – your uh, level, I suppose, of, of relationship is, but it's sort of if you get an agency, then you're sort of getting a full suite, like I said, a full suite of different skills. Yeah. Um, you know, as opposed to one unicorn person or the wage yeah. of somebody. Um, you know, if you hire an agency just for what you need, then you can get, you know, video and design and comms and PR and, and strategy and web and coding and everything yeah all under you know less cost than what it would be employing that person in-house so that that can be another um pro there what else have I got on here skill set if something does go wrong then they have to fix and wear the cost <laughs> the agency yeah so it's sort of if like, it's the agency's fault well that's what I mean like say we would have like if we would have mucked something up with printing yeah then you're not paying for that printing twice. Like, we're paying for our mistake to be fixed. Yeah. And, dude, it happens. Like, it's not – it's very, very rare. Yeah. But it has happened that things have gone wrong. Whereas, you know, if you've got someone in-house, whatever mistakes they make, you have to wear all of them, including the cost of them. Whereas if you do have an agency, then they can, you know, try to make those reparations. But – we're generally more experienced because we're dealing with other clients. We're learning from that and we've got those relationships and we get to do lots of fun stuff. Like most marketing is fun, but we get to do lots of different fun stuff and experiment because we do work with multiple people, multiple um, industries and platforms. And I think too, it's like we've done stuff. So for example, recruitment campaigns are a really common one. There's been a lot of challenges lately, but like, you know, go back a year ago sort of thing, it would be, we, you know, there would be one client who would take a chance on this campaign idea that we had yeah. and this, you know, channel mix or whatever that we did. It worked really well for them. So then that model was something that we were able to do for other clients as well. So they didn't have to be the guinea pig. Yeah. You know, we could, we had the experience of how this could work because we'd done it with somebody else. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've got someone in house and it's their first time putting together a website, then there's going to be a lot of 
um, you know, a lot of mistakes and stuff made there sort of thing. Whereas we make 50 million fucking websites, yeah. so we should be pretty... We should be better by now. Yeah, like, exactly. Like we said, especially with the likes of ads and lead gen stuff, there can be a lot of trial and error. So, you know, we get to trial and error a lot and learn and... Should we be kind of good at it? Yeah. yeah hopefully. That's like what we like to do. <laughs> um, supplier relationships as well. Oh, so yeah. your agency, you know, again, you've got multiple people in there who... Um, have been dealing, you know, in, in the industry for however long kind of thing. Oh, God, we've been working in print for over 10 years. So, yeah. 15. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Let's not put a number on it. I looked at my marketing thing the other day. This year, I think, is going to be my 19th year since <gasps> I graduated. Yeah. So, if you don't, I'm not including my uni years <laughs> as being in marketing because that makes it even bigger. Yeah. Anyway, but, yeah, so it's not just that length, but it's also the breadth. So while you might order business cards once a year or something, yeah. we're ordering business cards every week. Yeah. So we have those really strong supplier relationships because of the bulk stuff, like orders and stuff that we do. Um, and if the team is big enough as well for an agency, there really is no time frame that shouldn't be able to be met. So, for example, like we have three people who are actually trained in design and then there's a few of us that can pitch in like, I've done InDesign stuff for us before when we needed to, sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, there's other people who can pitch in and do yeah, that because yeah. we've got multiples of the one skill set in the agency. Whereas, yeah, when you have that in-house person, it's if they can't get it done, then it's not going to get done or you're going to have to pay a contractor on top of the, what you're paying them to get yeah. certain things done. So, yes, having multiple people means any time frame can be met. And lastly, they also should be keeping all of your stuff on file <laughs> and organized. Yes. So even though, even if you work with an agency, you really should be saving all of your assets um, because that's your property. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like, you know, we quite often have clients where it's like, can you send me a copy of this? Yeah. What did we do two years ago? Oh, let me go find that. <laughs> exactly. Like we've got everything there all documented. We keep all of the proofs for every job, yeah. all on file, all of the images, like everything that gets created as well as just, you know, access to anything that we can, etc. Like we keep everything all organised and sorted as, as so that we can access it easily yeah. but also that we can be a repository for people if they do need it. But not just the digital files, like, oh, what did we print that flyer on? Can we do the same stock that we did two years ago? What size did we get this done for this campaign? Like we, We've we got did that for We've got and stuff yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's sort of like, oh, we need to reskin this banner from three years ago. Who it's did like, it? cool, these were the guys that did it, this is what they charged last time, and this is the spec size. We'll go back to them and see what price they can do for you for a reskin. So we just kind of, yeah, all of that should be organised and stuff when you have an agency as well. Um, And just on off the back of, you made me think of it, off the back of um, client relationships, we we do a lot of legwork between suppliers. So that is definitely... And we say we, we mean you. (laughs) Yep. Um, So that's definitely a time saver when you're working with an agency, like not just knowing who to talk to and what to ask, but that back and forward can be a lot. Yeah. Uh, And even not just doing on the quoting side and stuff. No, the print liaison as well. Yeah, like we had a client who um, they like to get us to do their liaison and everything, but situations changed and we had this one job where they had to actually go to the printer direct yeah and it was really upsetting for them because what came back was 
shit house and they just didn't know and the printer wasn't trying to do a bad job no but they weren't the same printer that we'd gone to previously who knew all the work really well and did it the way that we liked it and we knew it would be done um yeah the specs were wrong it it was just a real mess up and it was really it was a really passion project project so it was like really quite heartbreaking for them so you know when that after that project finished like the next time they really um yeah changed some things on their end so that we could actually do the printer liaison they they definitely valued our service then i guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah they they definitely did (laughs) (laughs) all right so cons for working for an agency now i know jade has said that price can be a pro for working with an agency um compared to in-house but it can also be a con just because like it Mm. depends how much work you do through it and what you compare it to but you might not have in-house as well so you might just be you've been doing the marketing and not paying anyone because you've been doing it and so then you go to like hand over things and yeah it's like holy shit this is how much this costs and it's like yeah that's how long that takes yeah but if you compare it to a salary of having that skill set in-house like that's where that pro and con can just be relative to the perspective and that's the thing though like not everyone like a lot of businesses aren't big enough to necessarily have in-house marketing either so they do need to rely on an agency or, or someone oh, else, freelancer. like we're going to talk about freelancers yeah. soon, because they don't have the volume, Yeah, you know what I mean? So then it can be like if you're just doing these one-soft bits and pieces, yeah. um, or if you're starting out and stuff too, man, like we're a premium agency. Yeah. We're not the right fit for everybody. No, and, and it sounds harsh, but we have said to startups and people that we've met who we've genuinely liked and wanted to help and work with, but gone... If we're not in your budget, maybe, you know, a freelancer or, you know, your neighbor's cousin's son that's studying design might be a better fit to get the ball rolling. Absolutely. Because you have to start somewhere and something is better than nothing. And we can always, like, we always try and give some help and advice on how they could do things themselves or things to watch out for or whatever. But it's like, you know, I've had people come to us where they're like, oh, you know, um, we found this person and they can do the website at this cost. Can you match it? And I'm like, no. Yeah. That if you want a website done to the level that we're going to do a website, like I'm not going to do shit. Yeah. So I'm not moving my cost so I can do shit. Now I can be flexible on cost for certain things. So if it's like, oh, okay, you're going to do this work yourself or provide this or you don't want to do that part of it, that's yeah. fine. But, for example, like, the level of what we do for SEO and stuff now, I'm sorry, I just won't compromise it. I'm not dumbing down your fucking SEO so that you can save 500 bucks on a website. It's just, in the long term, it's, it's dumb. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Now I've got a little hard. Let's put your soapbox away. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> okay, so cons for agency, just a reminder, can be exceed depending what you're comparing it to for a freelancer. Um, and the other one is we will love you like you are our only clients. But you're not. But you're not. <laughs> okay. So Jay promised that, you know, that usually there is no time frame that cannot be met. Like we've told you we will do something on a time frame. We will be in the office making sure it gets done because that's our promise to you. Your staff might go, I have to go home. I've got sick kids. But, you know, that's the thing. But, yeah, so it, it's a con, but it's a plus because we do get to play with other clients and see how different marketing works. Yeah. And I just think it's one of those things that, you know, I, I think on our end, we need to have really good communication yeah. and, like, set expectations and stuff. It's boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if people come to us and they're like, hey, I'm hoping we can get a website live next month, and it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just not going to yeah. happen. We get booked up. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the amount of times we've had a client who might take them six months 
to get their XYZ material to us. And then a week later, they're contacting us going, how's that going? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, so we're doing the stuff that the people before you gave us. Yeah. Like, you don't get to jump to the queue just because you all of a sudden decided to do something. Yeah. We have to take care of other clients as well. It's it's just being fair. It's harsh but true. Yeah. We'll love you, but you're not the one and only yeah. in our life. <laughs> 100%. We can't just drop everything for you, which your in-house marketing does. You know what I mean? But like that can be the con because she's got other things to do or they've got other things to do. And taking you, taking them away from doing stuff because you think your stuff is more important, yeah. that can happen too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the last one is freelancer. So pros for freelancer. Okay. So freelancers, generally they don't, like they're working from home. They may have one or two people helping them out and stuff. So they just don't have overheads or whatever. Yeah. And so they're cheaper. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't have the expenses that agencies and stuff do. So their rates should be a lot cheaper to yeah. work with, which, you know, can especially if you only need bits and pieces every now and then, yep. that might work in perfectly for you. Um, they can also still be highly experienced at what they do. So just because someone is a freelancer or sole trader or whatever doesn't mean that they're like a junior or something or that their work is going to be lesser than. Yeah. I'm not saying that means that they're going to be awesome either, but it's just sometimes can be a perception that a freelancer is not going to do good quality work. And it's just not true. Like, they can also do good quality stuff. They just might choose that they don't actually want to employ anyone or they don't want to be employed by anyone. They're just looking for the flexible working arrangements or lifestyle or an agency didn't suit them. Yeah, basically. In-house was only one client and not enough. And that's, you know, they want variety and stuff. Like, for whatever they've done it, they might still be experienced. And so that's, yeah, quality doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be reduced when you've got a freelancer. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've got here too is they can generally be pretty flexible with turnaround time. So they don't have the volume of clients yeah. generally. Like I know when I was a sole trader, like during those last six months or whatever, shit was getting pretty difficult. Um, <laughs> That's definitely so, a cap. You only yeah. have so many hours in a day. Yeah. So I was having to bring in contractors and stuff to help me with the workload. Um, but most of the time freelancers are a lot more flexible with time because they only help a handful of people. Yeah. So they can sort of be like, you know, oh, that's cool, I'll, I'll put this aside and get this done for you right now so that you've got it sort of thing. Or that just in general, like, you might be waiting two weeks for an agency and only two days for a freelancer sort of thing. And it's just volume. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. Well, a con to that off the back of that exact point is that they could ghost you. Obviously, anyone could do that. But um, a, a freelancer dropped off and took all your work with you and then, you know, you don't have um, any of your proofs or the working files or anything, it's gone. Yeah. And, and that's we see that from people as well. It's really sad, man, when it's like someone has been working with a freelancer and I've been seeing one where she was working with this web developer for years and years. Really? And then he, like... I don't know, she thinks he might have had like a bit of a mental breakdown or something like that. So it was really sad and she didn't want to badger him, but she didn't have access to her website. Um. So there was this website sitting there that was hers that she, and she'd never, in her thing, she was like, I've never bothered getting it because I just send everything to him. Yeah. He immediately does it. And then he just stopped taking my calls one day oh. and emails and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it was really shitty. That's hard. Yeah. So that's a risk. Mm. Um, not to mention if they get sick or go away, there's no one to fill in for them. Yeah, exactly. So when it, you know, it is just you, it is just you. Yeah. And like I said, I used to use contractors and stuff sort of thing, which is fine when you can be anticipate the work getting high. But, you know, if someone was to just get really sick, yeah, they can't 
organize anything yeah. to happen because they're just sick. Yeah. So it's like if you needed something done that day and they're struck down in the morning and they can't move or get out of bed. The buck stops with them. That's, it's gone. Yeah. That's it. You're going to have to do something else. So a freelancer is generally, yeah, there, there's a risk as well. And, you know, the, the relationship may not last for years. It, they could close down in a few years. They may decide that freelancing is not for them. They might change career path. Like if, if your work's in-house or with an agency, you've got it on file. You can pick that back up, you know, where everything is. But when it's with a designer and that you've heavily relied on their style for a long time, that can happen anywhere. But, you know, it's a bit more risky with a freelancer. Yeah, I think too, like um, if you've got someone in-house, you know, they're employed with you. Yeah. There's some certain stability there. If you're going to an agency then chances are it's an established business. So it's like you can be like, okay, you guys are going to be here in 10 years' time. Yeah. Whereas freelancers, there are definitely people who will freelance their whole career. Yeah. But a lot of people use freelance as an in-between um, sort of uh, occupation. Yeah. And generally not, a, a not something that they do for life. And so that way can be, yeah, it's a lot easier for them to sort of pack up yeah. And, and not be available anymore. Without a lot of warning, too, if they just decide, I'm done. Which feeds into the ghosting thing, yeah. too, sort of thing. Like, sometimes it is just that they they're not they're shut down yeah. and that, that's it. Not contract contractably obligated and to give not. you any warning. Yeah, basically. So. Mm, 100%. All right. That's our three. We do have a wrap-up tip for you. Keep track of all your logins, your files, your projects, at least your final artwork. Um, ask for any reporting so you can see re progress if you're using an agency or a freelancer, depending on what the work that they're doing for you. That's Even really nice. House, I just think that people reporting back to you on how things are going. Um, yeah, like I said, having all your logins, your templates, your files, yeah. no matter which of those three that you're working with, you should have access to all of your stuff. It's your stuff. Yeah. So one way or another, you're paying for things to be created. So you need to make sure that you know where that stuff is saved and that you have access to it. No matter if the employee quits, the agency drops you, or the freelancer fucks off. You can hand it over to someone else. It's ready to go. Basically. Or take it up and do it yourself. <laughs> I think we've established that that's probably not happening. That's why they're listening. <sighs> I don't know, man. Marketing's a lot of fun. I don't know why more people don't want to do it. <laughs> I got nothing to add to that. Anyway, hope you liked our episode on freelance agency and marketing in-house. Have an awesome afternoon. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.